0: hey guys this is ed i'm back for another episode of interconnected on a personal note this has been a nice little break for me it's been five maybe even six months within that time i became a father Uh, my wife vicky gave birth to our wonderful son bennett and i've been trying to figure it out (laughs) trying to uh, balance work and, and, and family and passion projects. That all being said, I'm glad to be back. This episode uh, I actually recorded back in February, so it's a little late uh, at the same time. Uh, better late than than never. Uh, I talked to one of my friends about homeschooling. One of the things I felt like I wanted to share as I was editing this, this latest episode was, you know, I realized that storytelling comes in many forms you know I, I think I knew that but never really put it together in in that sentence for myself um, I feel like just being in a business owner and thinking about marketing and branding you're you're always thinking about a succinct way to tell your story right uh, imagine the situation where you're standing in front of someone and they're uh, asking about your company and you got you got like you know 10 seconds to tell them why they should care why they should buy And so I think that is one tool of storytelling and definitely an important tool. At the same time, there's this other tool, which is tell me the story over the course of 30 minutes, over the course of of an hour, And, and tell me the genesis of things, tell me the feelings, tell me... Uh, the personal story behind those things um, and how it relates to your company. I that I just really like that type of storytelling. I know it takes a little bit longer. Uh, it's not 10 seconds, right? But at the same time, kind of like this podcast, I see the beauty in the small things. And when I ask someone about their business, they may say, you know, we do this, this, and this. But when someone tells me about their personal story and how those little stories relate to what they do, it goes deeper for me. And it gives me a a deeper appreciation uh, and a deeper understanding about that person, uh, their value, not just in what they do, but in who they are. Uh, And so those are some kind of fun thoughts I had, uh, epiphanies as I was editing. And since this is interconnected and we like to pile on everything and see how everything connects, I thought, hey, let me share that little nugget with you guys. So that's what I got for you. Um, Listen in. I think that you will enjoy it. Welcome back to another episode of Interconnected. This is Ed here. If you've been following me for a few episodes, you would know that I'm just a guy who likes to seek the beauty, the purpose, the joy in in weird overlaps. Today, I would like to talk about this overlap in life that uh, a lot of us as parents have been forced into over the past year, and those two places would be school and home. There's a lot of layers to that. Students having to do learning at home and then teachers needing to do it virtually. And so this idea of homeschool, though, I wanted to talk about because it's actually been around for, for quite a while. And um, I wanted to bring on a guest who knows a lot about this area. Um, her name is Abby Lai. She has a company called Homeschool Coaches, and she also has some other projects going on. Uh, she's actually a, a real dear friend of ours. We started working with her when Vicki and I started Barnabas Robotics almost seven years ago. Uh, she was uh, one of those people who just really helped uh, not only get us started, but really launch us and introduce us into the world of, of homeschooling. We had no idea about that world um, at all, but uh, she's kind of introduced us to uh, some families and she saw the heart behind what we're doing and just brought us in with open arms. And And so I wanted to give her an opportunity to kind of share her story as to uh, why she started the company and then also her personal journey in homeschooling as well. So. Uh Abby are you are you there
1: Yes. Hi, Ed. Thank you so much. What a nice intro. I appreciate
0: it. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. It's busy. It's very busy this time of year.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Just kind of as we get started, could you talk about homeschool coaches and just like a surface level, like, like what it is?
1: Yes. We offer classes and tutoring primarily to homeschoolers and others that uh, are offered by highly experienced instructors that love what they're doing doing and are very good at what they're doing that kind of makes us stand out a little bit more from other tutoring companies
0: very cool and how long have you been been doing this
1: oh my I think I'm almost <laughs> reaching 10 years
0: 10 years
1: I'm shocked I needed <laughs> this when my kids were little
0: tell me a little bit about that so you said you needed this when your, your kids were little um, yes. yeah how did you come to that realization
1: well, um, my boys now they are fourteen and sixteen years old. But when they were about to enter kindergarten, my husband uh, wanted me to, to homeschool, and I thought, mm. "Ooh, you're crazy! That's a full time job, and I'm a business major." Mm. And um, I thought, well, let me try kindergarten because you know they know their alphabet, they know their numbers. If I mess them up, I can send them to first grade. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and we also, of course, had my cousin who homeschooled her kids, and they're just amazing. You know, they score off the charts with everything. So of course, my husband's yeah. like, yeah, let's do that. Okay, and so, yeah. um, uh, I I did it for our first year when Tyler was in kindergarten, and I loved it. I really love that quality time. It was, It was really nice.
0: So you had a cousin who went through the and did they do homeschooling through the, the the whole K through twelve or or just a certain period?
1: Yes, yes, and I think they have five kids and they oh, homeschooled oh, wow. the oldest ones um, almost completely. Maybe into high school they went uh, well they went on to high school like public high schools, but she's definitely a natural teacher. She's an RN, so she knows the science very easily to teach them, mm. and she's one of those moms that is just great. And natural teachers that are researching what books for language arts, here's the best math program. She was really, really involved. Um, yes. I'm not quite the same way. <laughs> Um, so,
0: What context did you have at that time regarding homeschooling? You knew about it, didn't know about it? Oh,
1: you know, I thought I knew enough, but really, once you dive in, it's amazing because, you know, especially with my cousin, this was probably 15, almost 20 years ago. Mm. Um, it was very different back then when you homeschooled. It was okay. very different compared to the way it is now. And so these are people that were very intentional and had thought about this often for years that this is what we're going to do. They're connecting in communities. They're going to conferences. They're coming up with their homeschool uh, style, whether okay. it's Charlotte Mason or Waldorf. So they're very serious about the best ways to educate their children. So,
0: so when you say homeschool style, that's kind of like the pedagogy, the curriculum, that kind of stuff?
1: Yes, your whole philosophy and your approach yeah. to education.
0: And you can be totally customized, right?
1: Yes. And then, whatever style you decide, then there's different curriculum for each style that you want to mm. go for. And with me, You know, I was just at the surface. I didn't even know that charter schools existed. And that's really a newer phenomenon for people that don't know. There's a whole bunch of charter schools that cater to homeschoolers and help them along the way and have a teacher meet with them every month to guide them. But my cousin wasn't Mm -hmm. like that. I didn't even know that existed. It was just perchance that I learned that there were charter schools.
0: Let's park there for a second with the charter school. So my understanding is that you could do homeschooling without a charter school, and then also do it with the charter school, right?
1: Exactly. Yes. Okay. So some people do the private school affidavit. Uh, if they want a little bit more guidance, they go with a private satellite program, or they go with a charter school, usually.
0: Okay. So does is it, is it true then that if, if you don't go to the charter school, then you kind of have more freedom in terms of your, your um, philosophy, your curriculum, that kind of thing?
1: Yes, because you don't have the state kind of guiding you and making sure like you're covering certain things.
0: Got it. Just so I have the terms here, so our listeners got it. So I'm seeing like two columns here. One column is the charter school route. And what's the other one?
1: The other one is uh, PSA, which is private school affidavit, or PSP, which is uh, private satellite program.
0: PSA or PSP. Okay, very good. We'll probably come back to that. Now, going back to your life story, right? So which one did you end up doing?
1: Um... We randomly, I ran into a woman who had been thinking about homeschooling, and she told me, this was literally in a three-minute crossing when we saw each other, she told okay. me to look up charter schools. And I I knew personally that I needed that extra guidance. I wanted to know, you know, is my second grader on par with language arts? You know, I needed that advice, and they they will have that teacher help guide you through that.
0: Oh, okay. It sounds like you didn't have in your brain like, okay, I want to go with this philosophy and then thus this curriculum and that kind of thing. You wanted a little bit more, uh, maybe guide rails, some, some guidelines.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Got it. Okay. So, okay. So you're going to the charter school and then you have two sons, you know, and they're awesome, by the way. Thank I you. you. know work worked with them. Very smart. I, I love how they're so different yes we are (laughs) great kids very sharp and just awesome fun to work with and so tyler you're working with tyler first right or was it both at the same time yes
1: tyler first is a kindergartner
0: okay okay so what i'm imagining is like you have your cousin and you said that she kind of she knew the philosophy just she's researching she's got the science and she's like kind of that natural teacher yes you know that's what i'm hearing now you you're saying you didn't Quite have all that. So there must have been some hesitations, right? Some concerns. Like, can I do this?
1: Absolutely. I was so thankful that she had given me um, books to how to get started, even how to handle it all. Well, you know, because you've got dinner and a house to take care of and um, mm. chores and things like that on top of homeschooling your kids. She gave me samples on what to use for curriculum, where to order them. And it was just key to get connected with other homeschoolers and I think that's one of the biggest things for people if they're planning on homeschooling it is so rich to get connected with other homeschoolers. Back in the day, it used to be play groups. When we were able to meet, we'd hang mm. out, the kids would play, and the moms and dads would sit around, and we would just so readily share advice and experiences and just relate to each other. These days, it is now on Facebook to just connect mm. and get advice. And it's beautiful because you have any question, say, what math curriculum should I use for my child who has ADHD um, mm. and he's 12? And you know, within half an hour, you'll have a dozen answers from moms and dads that have been there. And it's, it's really sweet and so necessary to get plugged into a community.
0: So that's a big component then, right, is getting, getting plugged in to have that support. It sounds like probably no one has all the tools, right? But then oh together goodness. we can kind of share.
1: That's so true, because every year, you know, you might get second grade math down, and then next year, they're in third grade. And so, all right, I've got to work on fractions now. So it's hard, especially when you don't have an education background for Mm. elementary school.
0: Right, right. Okay, so then you got, uh, it sounds like your cousin was a great support to you at the time, right? Sharing sharing some tips and... And then you start teaching. Would you say was that the first time you, you've you taught or you've taught tutored in the past or how, how was that?
1: Well, um, I always did the Sunday school thing, which is once a week and that I was able to handle. But cool. when it, when I had to really look at my day and how to homeschool two boys um, and all the different subjects, personally, I was a bit overwhelmed. Mm. Um and I knew what we loved doing together worked. You know, we read the entire Chronicles of Narnia series, all <laughs> however many books together. And that was really sweet quality time. And that was mm. nice. Yeah, but yeah. And you know, some of the fun activities, field trips, um, traveling, awesome. Love that. Mm. Every now and mm. then though, you know, when it came, I I found especially when it came to writing, That was Mm. a challenge. I didn't know how to approach it and approach it well. And it would cause some friction and frustration. And so I knew I needed some extra help.
0: So so for you, naturally, uh, some of the other subjects, you could kind of, you know, learn it and and it was flowing. With the writing then, so what did you end up doing?
1: You know, one of my uh, instructors with homeschool coaches... His name is Pat, and he writes for children's TV shows. Oh, wow. He teaches creative writing. And so he was such a good match because he sat down with my boys, and he kind of conversed with them, showed them how to just tell stories, and, you know, let them know that basically when you tell a story, it's writing. And they wrote the most I've ever seen them write in their first lesson with him because he knew how to approach it. He came in with a fresh mind. He helped the kids feel at ease and comfortable. And it was, it was amazing to see because that's something he's really good at. And I clearly didn't connect with my sons the same way when it came to writing. And Mm. I don't know, sometimes, I don't know if I could sometimes when I might be stressed or preoccupied with something else, it's just so awesome to have someone come in and, Coming with that fresh mind, and then as well, kids sometimes respond differently to someone else that's not their parent, <laughs> even if they're saying the same thing, but it's different.
0: Yes, I'm going to ask about that in a second about the difference between teaching Sunday school kids and then teaching your sons, right? I wanted to ask you if there's a difference there. <laughs> yes. The other one was that okay, so uh, was his name is Pat? Is that right?
1: Yes, Pat. Carrey. So Pat.
0: Pat Care, okay, sounds awesome. Teaching creative writing. And at this point, um, I'm curious did homeschool coaches kind of launch already or was it still incubating at that point?
1: At that point, we were probably around for two or three years and, uh, you know, just acquiring really highly experienced teachers like him. So it. it, it really started off probably when my kids were in about first grade when. I was with a charter school, they gave X amount of funding for classes and I enrolled them in piano lessons and art classes. And um, our instructional funds went really fast. Mm. And that meant, okay, after four or five months, we either need to pay out of pocket for piano um, Mm. or to stop taking piano and same thing for art. And so I also wondered, what can we do to make this affordable so families can afford their piano teacher all year long, or same thing for art or whatever the parent wants to outsource or get extra support on? Making it affordable mm. was a big thing because homeschooling families are usually um, single income.
0: you're You're trying to create a um like a sustainable ecosystem, right where parents yes. can can have like, okay, your whole semester's covered. Exactly. Is that, is that and clearly,
1: I can't teach my boys piano. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't want me to teach them art as well, too. <laughs> and if they, if I taught them math, they'd be in trouble. Because when I was in school, I memorized math. I don't know why you do what you do, but I know that when I see that, that's what I do. So, yeah.
0: And yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. a
1: great way to, to go.
0: Okay. So this, this concept of being a homeschool parent and just kind of coming to terms that you're maybe not the best to teach us all, all, all subjects, right? I mean, there might be people out there and they're, you know, that'd be amazing, right? If you could teach all subjects well. Um like for me, I I like writing, maybe I could do some writing lessons, uh but this pat person sounds awesome. I don't think I can beat that. You know,
1: Yes, that, that especially kind of for young kids. And then, you know, you move on to the older um, grades and then yeah. you need someone who can help them and encourage them and have, let them have fun writing an essay or a persuasive essay or, you know, just different kind of pieces. So the different skills at different levels and different things that teachers emphasize in are really, really exciting to see the variety out there.
0: So if you're to decide to homeschool, it doesn't mean that you're deciding to teach everything, right? Yes, Obviously.
1: yes. And I think so that's maybe a misconception.
0: Misconception. Yeah, You're
1: absolutely right. Yep. They think they've got this huge stack of books on the table and they're doing school at home. And yes, it doesn't have to look that way. It doesn't.
0: Hmm. Now, how did you come to terms with, did you just know that because of your your cousin or you realize that after you failed teaching <laughs> math or?
1: I, I learned so much by failure. I oh, really, good, good. really do. Um, so yes, there was a lot of trial and error. And I will tell this to parents regularly, especially if they're new to homeschooling is, you know, plan out your year. Um, see what happens don't feel bad if certain things just don't work because a lot of a lot of us will have this goal and idea this is what it's going to look like and this is how it's going to go we're going to have so much fun and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sometimes certain things the language arts or maybe the science it just doesn't work and uh, you're pulling out your hair your child is crying and um, there are many I I would tell people at least once or twice a year you're going to have a meltdown because okay. I know I would, and a lot of other moms would, and dads, and they would just want to throw out the curriculum. They, they think, am I messing up my child? I can't do this. Is this a, a mistake?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: no, those are the times you recalibrate and you look at, okay, that's not working, but this is working really well. How do we approach this? And it's beautiful because you can then even talk to your child about this. And you mm-hmm. can just solve that together and figure out what can we do to make this better? And they learn so much, even in those those moments when you're problem solving together. And there's even just so much forgiveness uh, with each other, um, wow. you know. Because I I have had to apologize to Tyler, and <laughs> I've told him I've never been a homeschooling mom of a twelve year old before. So I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. You know. I know you're trying your best. Let's let's see how we can work this out. So wow, and you guys
0: and you guys can have that conversation, huh? It's that's yeah. great.
1: You know, I, I love, I love the amount of time I can spend with my boys. I'm so thankful.
0: Mm. It's, it's humbling when you fail. Um, That's one part. It's also frustrating, right? So you mentioned that to parents, right? It sounds like like a couple times a year, this will happen. Like, don't, (laughs) don't freak out. Don't, it's. You're not alone. Happy to everyone. Right? Yes.
1: And when you get in your community, whether it's your co-op um, mm. or your part group, or maybe it's your online Facebook group, it's just so comforting. It really does happen a lot. And, you know, with anything, you just address it, change it, and move on. And, yeah, it's so worth it, though. I'm so glad. So glad I never gave up.
0: I got, I got a couple more things here. Okay. So co-ops, we got to talk about that a little bit, like to someone who doesn't know what that is, like, what is a co-op, right? Yes. And then actually, let's just go there right now. So yeah. What, what is a homeschool co-ops? Like, you know, I've taught I mean, at, at a few and they're all a little bit different. But yeah, how would you describe it?
1: Um, it, Imagine it like a middle school where every hour there's a different class happening, but it's for every grade from kindergarten, often up to 12th grade. And the true co-ops are parents at homeschool are teaching their kids and other kids. And there's a whole schedule mapped out. They are not as common anymore. They're super Mm. affordable when you can find them. And a lot of people still create them with a small group of families. And they're mm. awesome because your kids have their friends and they take classes together. More of the co-ops these days have professional teachers that are used to teaching homeschoolers. But again, the same Got thing, it. a full day of classes.
0: Okay. So you said with the age range thing, you said K through 12, right? Mm-hmm. Or is it always K through 12 or are they sometime to elementary or just middle or high school?
1: The bigger co-ops tend to have everything
0: Okay. Uh, everything. Okay. And
1: then uh, the smaller ones will usually be just with the age ranges of their kids. So it might just be only elementary school.
0: Got it. Got it. I, I, I see here that that pure model is pretty cool. Yes. Right. Where it's just so it's self-contained. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I bring my kids and I, I think, I can, OK, I can teach robotics. Right. I can teach the science. And then maybe someone else brings their kids and they're like, I'm an English major. I'll, I'll do the writing. And Absolutely. Someone else, something like that.
1: Yes, it is beautiful because, you know, we are all in it together. We're truly sharing our resources and just our love for teaching our kids. Those are the best environments. There are very few of them left. But as Mm. long as you get connected, get on those Facebook groups, you can ask about some of these amazing co-ops.
0: Got it. And it seems like some of them have different, there's different interests, interest groups, stuff like that as well.
1: You got it. Yeah. Especially when it comes down to the skills of some of the leaders, because you'll Mm. find some that are very performing arts oriented because Mm, a lot mm, of the parents mm. may go that route and it's been my goal to start a math co-op for so long i really just want a math science you know just exploring it and having fun with math
0: so kind of like a uh like in the world of uh, public charter schools, right? They'll have like a like a magnet school, they're a STEM school, something something like exactly. that, but at a smaller scale.
1: Yes, and that's the wonderful thing with homeschooling—you can cater it to whatever your child's interests are and strengths, and just pursue that, even if it's for a season. So it's really so much freedom in homeschooling, whether it's with a charter or privately.
0: Now, if you join a co-op, can you? Do you need to? be a uh, PSA, PSP or charter school or doesn't doesn't matter.
1: It doesn't matter. Anybody okay. can join.
0: Got it. All right. So going back to your life story. So you, <laughs> you um start doing the homeschooling. Um. Oh, yeah, I don't want to forget. So you said you're teaching Sunday school at church. Is that right?
1: Yes. Okay, and so so, it it yeah. was nice and easy to teach once a That's week for an hour. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I can handle that. I um, Ironically, I have educators in my family. My mom was an educator. Two of my siblings are educators. For me personally, um, I can teach for an hour once a week and I'm great. But hmm. every day, um, what these teachers with homeschool coaches do I would be exhausted. I'm a natural introvert. I'm sure it doesn't mm. sound like that, um, but <laughs> I, um, I really am exhausted. After teaching for an hour, I'm done talking to everybody for the rest of the day, and yeah. um, I'm spent. So it for me personally, it takes a lot of energy out to teach. And um, so Um. I I recognize as a homeschooling mom, that's kind of a weakness for me. Um,
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) kind of. But that's where I knew, okay, I need to outsource, whether it's my co-op, whether it's, okay, dad, um, this is on your list. Can you cover this, these subjects with the boys and pulling in other people and knowing my limits and knowing what I know we can do well. And what I can help allocate with the boys that they can do on their own as well. So creating that schedule and every homeschooler schedule is different um, Mm. because I know a lot of people will ask, what does your schedule look like? Every Mm. you ask that to 100 homeschoolers, you'll get 100 different answers.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I I, mean, yeah, I kind of laugh because, you know, we've worked together and trying to put on classes, right? And we're yes. trying to figure out what's the best day and time. And yes. it's kind of kind of like there is none, it's, you know, because we all have different schedules, right?
1: Absolutely. Yes. But it is nice to get started around 9 or 10 if you're mm-hmm. like not a morning person. Um, and then some people and some families are just night people. So they'll do their homework and studying or their lessons in the evenings because that's just how they roll.
0: Yeah, so you got that flexibility. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about some of the benefits of homeschooling. So just hearing from you, just so far we've been chatting, one is quality time with your kids. That sounds like it's been a benefit. Flexibility. Yes. um...
1: Oh, let me add vacations. It was wonderful when my husband had to go away to, like, D.C. and – his work got him a hotel room, we would just tag along and we would explore mm. DC or Chicago. So it was so nice to travel during off season. It's so, so nice. The flights are oh, cheaper. Right. Absolutely. Cause we would go maybe in uh, April or September. And so everything is cheaper and it was just so nice.
0: So you got, yeah, that fucks cause you don't have to go during, uh, you know, spring break or, yes. you know, whatever the, the holiday, right. Absolutely. Um, Okay. Anything else would you add to that?
1: You know, one of the other pros I would say is it's part of quality time, but it's also to kind of be your kid's cheerleader or mentor because there's so many different opportunities to connect with them, whether, you know, they may be watching the news with you and to help them analyze what's happening and to kind of share different thoughts and perspectives that normally, you know, conversations don't often go to that level. Mm-hmm. Or even just like, I was so in awe with this other mom who was telling me how the, they'll watch a commercial with their her kids. And she'll ask them, what do you think the marketer's message was to that? What do you think they're trying to tell you? Because she wants to help them decipher, you know, some of the conditioning that happens in marketing and on commercials sure. And sure. it was just so nice. And, you know, that can even go down to, you know, why do you think that person treated you that way to help them analyze what's around them. So it's not always in the textbook. It's just the life learning and exploring together and helping them analyze um, and even analyzing their own feelings on things.
0: You know, as you're saying that, it makes me think about this, you know, if we were to just put out kind of polar opposites, um, one side, one way to think about education is that it's in the classroom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or in the textbook, uh, whether it's, you know, at homeschool or at, at a public school or a private school, but it's in the textbooks. And another kind of way is like learning is is all the time, Yes, right? It's even when we're watching TV, even when we're having dinner, right? And talking about what happened with our friends today. Uh, right. Would you say that, you know, you as a homeschool parent has kind of helped you kind of think in that mode a little bit more?
1: Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely, and it's it's unique in the fact that you know. Well, once my kids got to about sixth, seventh grade, they actually decided they want to check out public school, and I was okay. very in for that because I wanted I didn't want them to grow up without knowing what school is like, mm. and um, I was very nervous about that because one, a lot of homeschoolers wonder. Um, Are my kids going to be able to handle it? Are they up to par Mm. when it comes to math and language arts and science and everything else? And so I was really nervous about that. I ended up sending them to school, um, public school, and they ended up doing fine, excelling, Mm. loving it. Um, But it was nice that they got to taste both worlds. And, um, But the reason I brought up that story as well is because I remember that when I, when I was in high school, there was one teacher in particular that was different, where mm. it wasn't the typical class where I absorbed the information and the test came along and I spit it all back out mm, and right, you know, right. needed to earn the grade that I wanted. With this teacher, she would ask us questions and ask us why and really make us analyze and not just memorize And uh, her name was Dr. Brown. She was my English teacher. And um, it was amazing because that was one of the first times that I I felt like I was being heard, but also Mm. that um, I needed to analyze why did I think? the way I did, whether we're reading literature about any subject, and applying that to our life, and then analyzing it, and then spitting it out, of course, back on an essay, um, or even some, some tests. But how wonderful that we can take our kids to this level where it's not just memorize, 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 here's the test, but um, apply it, think about it, churn on it a little bit and see, you know, what other ideas come out of it. And I think that's just such an exciting thing to be able to offer our children. And I have to add that I'm so excited that Dr. Brown is on the homeschool coaches team and she's even (laughs) teaching my own kids now and I love it. Really? Awesome. It is so exciting because I know now they are going to be analyzing things really well. And I even know, I, I don't know how to do that the way she does. And I'm so grateful that there are teachers like that that will take it out of the regular context of school. And I got to say, I don't, I think you probably have met this teacher before. Um, He's really busy. He's not able to teach with us right now, but coach Francisco is one of my favorites. Yeah, Francisco Carranza, because uh, he was a UCLA graduate, credentialed teacher in history, a mixed martial arts instructor. And so Uh what was glorious (laughs) is it wasn't just, okay, read history. Now I'll say the boys and I would read the history chapter together Francisco would come along I'd say here's what they learned he doesn't even have to look up anything I just gave him the titles of the chapter and he sits down with them and tells them uh, about any historic figure, what's significant about them, why what he did was so unique in history, why it's important to know it, the background. And, you know, this is someone who loves history and knows how to communicate it with children and get them curious, too. You know, my son will then ask another question about it. I don't know how to answer it. He would be able to because he's got that experience. And then another day, Chris would ask him, how do you get out of a headlock? And he showed him. Because a kid had gotten him into a headlock, I think at a co-op, and it was just amazing because <laughs> we need that community and we need, you know, we all want the best for our kids. And to have sure, yeah. people who yeah. love and know their subject and know how to teach it gets it gets so exciting. The kids are excited about it. Parents are excited. I would be in the kitchen trying to chop carrots as quietly as possible so I can overhear their lesson (laughs) because I was so fascinated with everything Francisco was saying. And, you know, to be able to capture a sixth grader's imagination as well, too, and help them understand history, gosh, that's a gift. That really is. I got to say, I think one of the coolest things about my job is to connect with people that love these subjects, whether, you know, it's you, robotics, business, the entrepreneurial stuff that, you know, (laughs) children can connect with you because they can feel that passion and, you know, the gift of teaching. I so admire Mm. teachers and what they can bring and their experience is just amazing. It makes all the difference.
0: I'm digesting all that. I love it. <laughs> you know, what's what's kind of popping into my head is that we we can call it homeschool. Um, and when we think of homeschool, I probably a lot of us just think of like a single home and then learning in it. But what you're describing is a whole community. You're right. talking about several homes. Uh, several families coming together, uh, and then teachers as well, right? Yes.
1: Oh, I need people to help me. You know, even this last weekend, my older brother came yeah. over. He's really good at baking bread. He took the time to teach Tyler how to make really good bread. And just, you know, the one-on-one, the quality time, the ability to just have your kids around other adults that are carrying and excelling at different things it, it's all so rich such a good environment
0: makes me excited to homeschool <laughs> <Are> me- you? because
1: <laughs> <You know,
0: laughs> we're having a child soon yeah and uh i mean remember when we first started working with yavi like like i said in the intro we didn't really know much about homeschool but as we're kind of hanging out learning more you know serving the families serving the kids we're like this is kind of cool.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I did it.
0: We'll see, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely cuz you've met my Christopher. He is a little, I don't know if you know but virtually every week he's exploring and has so many questions about different things and I'm so excited that I have him matched up with a really amazing instructor. His name mm. is is uh, I'm sure you've met him too. James Wigglesworth. And yeah, James, yeah not only can he cover math, but any kind of physics and chemistry question that Chris comes up with, he can help answer it. And if he doesn't know the answer, together they'll go online and figure out how to find these answers and how to find good quality answers as well too. And it's just nice because clearly I can't do that. And he feels like James is his very smart friend where he can ask him anything. And it's just, it's so exciting because he'll help him explore whatever is the next thing he wants to learn about. And it's so fun when they get empowered to know how to find the information and mm-hmm. uh, pursue it, and then love it. It's not like oh, I've got to memorize all these things for chemistry. It's I'm playing with this hairspray, and here's a <laughs> here's, here's a match. <laughs> you know, he's uh, you know I, I do watch him. I do have yeah. a water hose nearby when he's doing yeah. these things. But yeah, um, yeah. there's nothing like the hands-on exploring when the child is ready and curious about certain subjects.
0: Yeah, I'm just thinking of Chris, just working with him and I'm not surprised with <laughs> yeah. the hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. What if I did this? What? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh uh-huh. The word that I'm kind of getting is like it's individualized, um, and I can see that's another you know benefit of the homeschool route yes. compared to the to the institutional you know public district private schools. Now, what would you say if you had a parent that was kind of thinking about homeschooling, and they asked, you know, what you know, what do I need to prepare for? Like, what are the you know not necessarily cons, right? but the things that the challenges of homeschooling. What would you say those things are? We talked a little bit about <laughs> you might not be able to teach math, right? <laughs> and yeah, kind of going through that. But you know, yes. stuff stuff like that.
1: Gosh. There's just so many different uh, things that people experience and are challenges. and it depends on your personality as well, too. Okay. So sometimes you might be tired. You might not be in the mood mm. as, a, as a mom. Life might happen. You know, yeah. a lot of people in our generation right now are also supporting their parents with yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. medical appointments and so things like that. So sometimes life happens. Um, sometimes maybe you didn't progress as far in the social studies or language arts and spelling as you wanted to oh gosh, one of the other things is you might compare your child to other people's children. And that's a tough thing as well because you see them excelling in different areas. What I want to add to that is, one, you know your child best. Um, You know their skills, their interests. You know what will work well for them. You know some of their weaknesses. That's a huge thing. So you can help work and address and um, help them with those kind of things. Um, hmm. Another thing is, I wouldn't worry about are they falling behind, you know, okay, especially yeah. when they're comparing with other people, because some of the other tools you're giving them are by far greater. Like I said before, when I sent them to school, I was really concerned. Can they handle it in the classroom? Are they going to be behind in math and language arts and writing? And those were really valid concerns of mine because I knew my children's skill level when it came to writing. And they learn so quickly. They adapt so quickly. And in talking to other homeschooling moms and even, you know, some teachers have seen homeschoolers thrown into public schools and they learn very quickly and adapt. And I wouldn't worry about that because what's nice is during some of these times at home, when you're homeschooling your kids, you're helping to build their confidence. You're helping to build their ability to figure things out and to excel. And a lot of the homeschooling kids that I've seen that have gone to public schools and other schools, they do just fine. So don't be worried about that. Don't be worried. Am I messing them up? Are they falling behind? they will learn very quickly and they adapt amazingly well. And then, of course, when they yeah. find what they love, they're going to excel. And, you know, that gets me to other subjects um, as well, too. But I wouldn't worry. There's going to be some tough days as well. But um, the pros, I I would never trade what uh, our years of homeschooling. Because I know yeah. in a few more years, you're going to be in college and, and it's going to be radically different. Very yeah. different.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned the the comparison thing, because I was just thinking that, yeah, you know, I think, in, you know, at some level, parents in, in any school uh, situation would have that, you know, but then I was thinking, well, if maybe, you know, if I'm a homeschool parent, and then I, you know, I'm struggling with that comparison thing, and then maybe there's that other layer where it's like, if they're falling behind, it's like my fault, because yes. I'm the teacher, right? right? Is that kind of the element that the the kind yeah. of force that's going on there?
1: Absolutely. The extra Mm -hmm. pressure on parents and how they're feeling about that. I got to tell you a story as well, too, because yeah. Like I said, it is so helpful to learn from other moms. And I got to tell you, there was one time our co-op, it was called Wish. uh, We had a panel of homeschooling moms up there. And they're answering these very candid questions, a lot of the ones that you're asking me. And Hmm. um, it was really, really cool because there was one mom in particular. I was so comforted by what she was saying. And she was saying things like, no, my kid isn't the best at math. He's not Mm. the best at writing, but look, we built this computer. It's great. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my child, you know, they might not excel at this, but, you know, look at what you're doing with homeschooling and all these other areas that they're growing. She was really keeping the focus on, you know, don't worry so much about the numbers, the stats and where you're going, help build up the child. I got to tell you, this mom, this is, Maggie Bear, this is the mom of Billie Eilish and Phineas, and they were homeschooled out here. And I remember.
0: Actually, you know, I remember Jody, right? Yes. <laughs> so that—that's the mom. That's that the... is the
1: mom. Jody wow. is the leader of Wish, which is a, a really great co-op out here in Southern California. And yeah. yeah, Billie Eilish was part of that co-op for many years. And you know, Billy's mom taught songwriting classes there. Jody, mm. who's super good at drama, would teach acting classes. It was such a beautiful environment, but again, it was an environment where you can connect with other moms and really be very real and candid about some of the challenges. And, you know, she was mm. so beautifully humble and look mm. at her kids now. It was just yeah. Amazing. Yeah. amazing to hear that and, you know, allow your kids to explore what they want. And that's what she did. And it clearly, I think it worked pretty well for them.
0: I think so. Yeah it's This is kind of deep, I think, but it's I feel like the homeschooling journey you're you're gonna face some insecurities. Yeah. you know like like you know we've talked about oh, maybe I'm not good at teaching math. like how am I gonna deal wrestle with that, right? Yes. or if if my um, child is struggling in this area, like how do I handle that? And sometimes like we could probably mess that up as parents. Um, but then like as we get through it with with community, Right. And then going in that journey together, I could see that, you know, if we help ourselves as parents within also our kids at the same time, work through all those things. They're going to end up stronger individuals, you know?
1: Absolutely. All the mm-hmm. different things you guys work through together on a daily basis. Absolutely.
0: So it's just like exercise and vulnerability or something like that.
1: Yes, you got it. There's so much to learn, so much. And to have these kids not afraid of learning and tackling some of these new things and just that confidence, it's great.
0: All right. Before I let you go, I want to talk a little bit about your teachers. So, how many uh, teachers do you think are within homeschool coaches?
1: We have over a hundred in yeah, all. Yeah, I figured the it was subjects. a lot. <laughs> yes, I'm in awe because this this really started off with I need someone to help my kids with math and writing, right. and clearly, other parents want the same kind of support. And um, we have been very blessed. Where out of all hundred instructors, everyone has been either referred by a teacher or a homeschooling parent. So we're very selective on who Mm. we connect with families because we want to offer them the best. We want the best for our kids. And it's such an honor to be able to connect homeschooling parents with um, really great teachers. And I got to add, you know, when I have a family that comes to me and they say they want like a math teacher or a language arts teacher, I'll ask, okay, so tell me more about your child. You know, what Mm. are they interested in? What are their strengths, weaknesses? Because what I want to do is then find the instructor that will connect best, not with just with what their goals are, but even their personality as well too. Mm. Um, You know, do they need a math instructor that's kind of uh, young male who plays video games. Great. Here's <laughs> Coach Rutgers. No problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then that yeah. extra connection between the teacher and the student just helps. There's something about that that people are just, kids are more receptive to. And those are the kind of connections that I really enjoy. So I love hearing what parents are looking for, even if it's off the wall, even if it's like, my child wants to be an American Ninja Warrior. That was actually someone had asked me that before. And I yeah, said, yeah. yes, I do have an instructor that can help you with that. And so it's just so fun to see what they're interested in. And, you know, we've done this with, with your business as well, too, where Tyler wants to make a lamp. Can you sure, help him yeah. do it? And you did. Yeah, 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 you helped yeah, yeah. him design the 3D, three um, D, and then he printed it and, it, and then you guys wired it. That's really amazing. I got to tell you, he's printing something right now that's kind of related to that, where he's <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, he's using the same skills he learned from you. And it's pretty that's
0: cool. That's so cool. I'm going to have to reach out to him to see what he's up to. That's pretty <laughs> cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, it's fun. So it seems like the past five to 10 years, something like that, there's been a push for STEM. So I see a lot of more uh, tutoring and engineering or science. Have there been other trends that you have seen recently?
1: Um, American Sign Language is becoming very popular, and I have really? a feeling it might be because, you know, we're watching all these COVID announcements and there's someone in the background <laughs> doing that, um, so that is grown. I mean. <laughs>
0: so that's like that that's hot right now it
1: is it is i've been trying to lock in more american sign language yeah okay so
0: if anyone teaches asl out there right yes reach out to abby
1: and always you know the hands-on kind of classes and activities are always so wonderful whether it's science or even if you can incorporate that with math um, Mm. and even different games to just help make learning fun so, so good. And because we've had to go online on the homeschool coaches website, we now have AdLife, which is short for advanced life education. And we have well over 150 different classes using our homeschool coaches. And these are, are our best instructors. They are offering Everything you can imagine from chess to entomology to um, calligraphy, all the core, of course, the math, language arts, writing, um, rescue from the Holocaust. Tomorrow we're starting a class on human rights. And oh, wow. these are, again, people that have worked in this industry. The Holocaust person, he's getting his Ph.D. in this. It's mm. just so great. And, you know, we also have our music teachers, our uh, cello instructor literally has a master's in cello from ucla it's just amazing again when you have a teacher that loves this and can get your child to love this too it's just such a great combination
0: cool and ad life is is 100 uh, virtual or is it kind of a mix
1: virtual. Yes. So no matter where you are, you can take these classes and uh, you can do this from anywhere. Um, We are seeing people from all over the state of California. And also one small little tidbit I got to throw out is we have Mm -hmm. a team mom program for AdLife, which means, you know, if a mom likes these classes, they could sign up as a team mom. They get 10% off every class that they take. Mm -hmm. And then they can actually give their promo code to other parents. They get 10% off these classes. But the mom, the team mom will get a credit or a reward in their account where they can get 5 or 10% off, 10% of whatever their friends register for, and they can actually cash that out, um, pay for a vacation in the future, or even just roll those funds over to any of the other AdLive classes because there's just so much fun stuff to take that we'd love to be able to reward families in that way.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And, and uh, so later, Abby, I can uh, put these links on the, the show notes. so awesome. People can find that. I think we're good. We've covered a lot of ground. I want to thank you for your time. And uh, I guess the last thing I, I want to give you the opportunity to do, uh, you know, my company is Barnabas Robotics and Barnabas means son of encouragement. So I'm just all about encouraging. What word of encouragement could you give to parents right now who are figuring out how to teach their kids at home?
1: Oh, gosh, I know that's hard. I absolutely feel for these parents because they're usually also working their full-time job, making Mm. sure their kids are in their classes and doing their homework all while everyone's at home on the internet. Um, It is overwhelming. It is tough. I would encourage everybody to not be so hard on themselves or their kids Mm -hmm. as well, too. It is a struggle for everybody to adjust with. You know, I have heard of many very good students that were doing great in public school, but now they are... Having to adjust to this dramatically different online environment, without their friends and what they're used to, and they're they're really struggling. And I can mm. imagine parents are stressed as well too, because they're not used to their kids getting the grades they're getting, and they're concerned: are they learning what they're supposed to be learning? And um, oh, I think yeah. when I feel for them, and two, I know. That I, I want to encourage them that it's not the end of the world in that, you know, if they're getting bad grades, they're going to be fine, you know, build them up in that confidence, the um, help make learning fun in the areas that they do enjoy, whether yeah. it's reading together, exploring together, um, maybe they love science and math, maybe just incorporating the science, because You'll be surprised. Your kids are going to catch up really, really fast, and they're going to be just fine, even during this very strange year, year and a half of education and what it's going to look like. I think the biggest thing is to look at your mental health and your child's mental health as well, too, um, because, yeah, those are huge. Those are huge and it's it's going to work out. It's going to be good. And, you know, we can't change very much about it right now. So we may as well make the best out of it and enjoy that time. Pull out the board games. There's so much learning that could be done with mm. board games. Get a few different ones. You know, I was actually amazed how many kids do not know a lot of the basic card games that a lot of us grew up with you <laughs> know, whether games. it's yeah. go fish or speed or spoons there's so much fun and so much learning and so much quality time that you know let's make the best out of it let's make lemonade
0: i love it i feel like when we are in tough situations the first thing that hits it's like a shock to the system yeah. Right. You know, maybe it's it's frustration toward the world, maybe it's frustration towards yourself. But just hearing, you know, your words of encouragement, right? To have forgiveness for yourself, right? And and others. And your, it's the, and your kids. <laughs> and your kids. And maybe it's <laughs> and maybe the teachers, you know, in the class, like who are teaching through the virtual portal, right? It, mm-hmm. You know, we just like having grace, forgiveness there, which would maybe help us kind of get through that initial shock, but then also. And I've experienced this as you were talking. I realized that, you know, whenever hardship comes my way, um, it's in those times that you kind of get stripped down a little bit uh-huh. where you can actually maybe you'll find like a new strength or you'll find like what matters to you, those kind of things. And there's an opportunity to seek those things out and to grow and foster them during this time. Like you said, Absolutely. You know, a certain subject or even maybe through the yeah, the games, uh, stuff like that, that quality time. Those are things you could take advantage of right now
1: absolutely and the grades the grades aren't going to be the best right now accept mm. it let it mm. go your mm. kids are still brilliant and smart and curious yes and they'll everything will be fine
0: some good words abby thank you very much
1: oh thank you ed this has been fun
0: <laughs> cool all right well we'll uh, that's it for now and i guess we'll uh, we'll keep in touch
1: all right sounds great